0: Good morning, good morning, ain't it a great morning outside. I mean, it is a pretty, pretty day. A little chilly, but hey, it's December. No, it's January, February, whatever. Here we are towards the end of January. We're going to be talking about gardening for the next hour or so. Hey, you've tuned in to Gestalt Gardener here on Mississippi Public Broadcasting. I'm your host, Horticulturist Fellow Russian, and and um, our producer is an awesome Java Chapman. We're going to have fun getting dirty for the next hour or so. going to give a shout out to folks who listen, by the way, a podcast from all over the country, but it's a southern thing. You know, we talk about care for pretty much everything the same way. We approach it a little differently. So we got some live music, really cheese music coming up in about 30 minutes. got some emails, some announcements about things that are going to be going on but mostly it's a live program, folks. So sit back, relax, we're going to take some news before we come back and take your live calls about what's going on or not in your garden. We'll be right back.
1: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.
0: Okie folks, welcome back. Me and Java have been having, whooping it up in the other studio. Hey, we're going to be talking about gardening for the next hour or so, and I know it's cold out there for a lot of folks, but it's sunny. Had to scrape the window, went to uh, to my local uh, uh, coffee shop this morning, grabbed some coffee, had to scrape the windscreen on my, my pickup truck because it was frosted over completely, but by the time I got to the end of the block, <laughs> the sun had melted it all off. And uh, it was just cold enough from where I wanted to walk with some coffee, so I parked about halfway and on this side of the interstate walked the last nearly mile or so, I guess, in through the woods and stuff and saw some stuff, heard some stuff. It's was really interesting listening to frost as it melts. It turns into water and drips in the forest floor. I thought that was kind of interesting. Anyway, f- for the next hour or so... We're going to be talking about gardening, and it's your program. If you want to give us a call, your party—it's a party. And uh, if you want to give us a call and chat about stuff that's going on, or things you're thinking about, or concerned about, or somebody told you about, and you're not sure about, give us a call. It's toll free one eight seven seven MPB ring one 1-877. eight seven seven. That means it's toll free. MPB ring we're going to be talking about nothing but gardening for the next hour or so i got a, a a tune coming up in about 30 minutes and uh, java it, it I believe this is the first time, and you're you're a musician. You're a musician. You're a DJ, and I think the first time I've no, I've seen you speechless before about the tunes. But
2: this one, but this one coming up to uh, coming up to, uh, in about t- uh, 20, 30 minutes is is something I've never heard before, well, and I was and I was thoroughly surprised.
0: Well, I give you a hint. It's one of my walking tunes. When I first started walking, though, when my son went to the Marines. Uh, I started doing some walking, and uh, I decided that I needed to to start out with slow stuff like military marches and and uh, you know country music and stuff like that. But I found out that you got to really pump it up, and so I listened to stuff with a little bit faster beat now. And this is one I've been listening to for whew, I don't know maybe. 15 or 20 years now, a long time that I want to. Anyway, hey, there's some things going on this morning. If you want to give us a call, we're wide open. We'll stop whatever we're doing to chat with you about your garden. One eight seven seven mpb ring um, Let me see. There's uh, uh, an event that just came up. I just found out about it uh, right before I came up here. Let me see. I wrote it down here. Uh, here we go. The Oxford Community Oxford Community Garden, cool little place. I've been by there many, many, many times. Uh, they're going to have a their annual meeting this coming Monday. Monday, it's open for the public. Uh, I don't see what time it is. I'd imagine it's going to be after work. I, I, I don't know. I'm gonna have to find that out. Wasn't in the email. But anyway, they're having an annual meeting Monday. It's open to the public. Everybody's welcome. Uh, this is when you get a chance to uh, to, to, to to renew your plot. They accept new members, and they've got new, new plots open if anybody's interested. Uh, meet new garden members and generally feel good, get relieved that spring's just around the corner. Again, they've got plots available this year, but if you want to just swing by and see how a community garden that works, works, uh, come, come out and see what the garden's all about. A couple of other things going on. Um, Coming up uh, real, real soon. Uh, nothing that can't wait till after we get through talking, though, because we've got Bill from Brookhaven. Hey, Bill, what's up? Hello. Is that you, Bill? Okay, not ready yet. Uh, i not. See, I got, <laughs> you got this new system in, here. You know, I'm scared to push a button, in My bifocals are telling me what to what not to do. So you have to tell me what to do.
2: Yeah, we we still getting them queued up. Everybody called oh, in. I was once. too too you, quick. Yeah, you, you too, were fast too fast with it. Fast. Okay.
0: Listen, those phones. I wish it was like that. Well, it is like this for drive time. That's what we like. That's what we like. Uh, let me just throw out a couple of things. Um, in coming up in um, January the twenty seventh. There's going to be Sunday. The Oxford Herbalist Guild is going to have a winter wellness workshop. Uh, They're going to be talking about infusing health and warmth in the winter. Uh, But it's going to be Sunday, January 27th, 1 o'clock to 4 o'clock. It's going to be the Treehouse Gallery there in Oxford. It costs $45, but it's a three-hour workshop with all sorts of stuff going on. And uh, also, there's going to be a pruning thing February the 2nd. The... uh, Uh, annual pruning party, historic Greenwood Cemetery, downtown Jackson, just north of the state capitol, about a half a block. They've got one of the most awesome 1820s old cemeteries, and they're going to be talking about roses, pruning, and uh, showing people how to root roses and all the cuttings you want to take. By the way, I rooted some roses this past week. Uh, Can I go to any calls yet?
2: Now we're ready. You hear the phone still going, but um, let's, let's go ahead and talk with Bill in Brookhaven. Okay.
0: Hey, Bill. How are you this morning?
2: I'm fine, Felder. I'm <laughs> president of the
3: Brookhaven Camellia Society and want to let people know that we're having our annual Camellia show down here
4: on February the 2nd. February the 2nd. So I want
0: to write that one down. February the 2nd. You need to send me. Oh, no, I'm, I'm taking notes about it. That's that's okay. the, Where's it going to be?
3: It's going to be at a new venue, Felder. It's going to be at uh, the new event center at the Homestead at Brookhaven Nurseries. That's at 946 Highway Fifty One South, just just south of Brookhaven. You've probably been out there before. over the years since where Frank Burns had his nursery for so.
0: Oh yes, years. yes, 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 yes. It's been a while since I've been there, though. Well, that's really cool. Uh, also, send me an email so I can make sure that I hit it a little bit harder next week. Okay, appreciate That'll it, work. man. Thank you, thank you, thank you.
5: you, so thank much. you. Okay.
0: Okay, now, Java, here's the deal. You've got all this fancy new equipment, and it's good equipment, but up there is a little too far from my distant glass, and down here is right at my bifocal line, so I'm not going to touch anything. But it looks like we've got Ruth calling from Natchez. How am I doing? Okay. Yes. Hey, Ruth, good morning.
6: Good morning. I have some uh, large Leland Cypress. Uh-huh. That were doing fine, and by large, I mean about eight or nine feet tall. Right. And there were three of them in a row, and they are dying one at a time. Just right. Out of the blue. Right. I've looked. I can't see any kind of insect or pest, but yeah. something's happening.
0: Well, and, and unfortunately, I know what's happening. And unfortunately, it's something that's so common that when I was studying plants for landscapes called plant materials back in Mississippi State in the 1970s, I was taught uh-huh. about this. Leyland cypresses are a hybrid between a plant that's native to the cool coastal climate of California and the other parent is from Alaska. And they don't like hot Humid, dry summers. What happens is they get real wet in the wintertime, their roots do, and in the summertime when it's dry, they start getting root diseases and also they suffer from the hot, the long, hot, humid summer nights and it overwhelms their roots. And a lot of times they start dying a branch or two at a time, but sometimes whole plants just seem to go down within a year or two from root problems just because uh-huh. they're, they're, not a, they're, they're pretty, they're fast, but, and, and by the way, where they're native to, they get 80 feet tall. Oh my goodness. I mean, the matter of fact, they're considered kind of weedy in England. They're used as hedges and they're considered kind of weedy because they get so big. But they just don't like our climate. They're pretty, but they're what I call short term plants 20, 30 years, something like that. Okay. Well,
6: these were nowhere near that old, but they just. You just go out there in the morning, and they're all turning brown. I
0: know. And Unfortunately, you know, like way. I say, I, I was taught this about them in college decades ago. This real predictable, and they're real pretty though. They're popular and they're fast. Uh-huh. Uh, so you know, that's unfortunate. That's a, a lot of popular plants have these kind of problems. We don't find out until they get just like we want them.
6: And they, <laughs> there's really nothing to do.
0: Not really, not really. If, okay. uh, if if the, if the one that's if you still have one that's doing okay in the summer when it's really hot and really really dry, let's say three or four weeks, give it a good soaking every three or four weeks, but not more than that. Too much water is actually okay. more. But they don't like long hot dry spells after a wet cool winter.
6: Okay. Well, thank you very much. Okay. That's sorry long about long. that.
0: Okay. See ya. Uh, bad news sad news i should say let's go to uh to Madison and talk with george hey george how are you
4: morning falder hey um i got a couple questions if you got time but i understand if you don't well um, let's
0: let's jump on it
4: <laughs> I i was out this past week in my strawberry patch um i grow them similar to like the commercial way but instead of through plastic I grow them through landscape fabric, uh-huh, and um, I always have you know a small problem with fire ants building mounds up through the holes where the strawberry plants are. Oh,
0: they, they love that warmth the warmth that, that, that the landscape fabric creates.
4: Exactly. And uh, I noticed as I was out there, I didn't have any mounds, but I had just some fire ants under the fabric. Oh it's going it's,
0: it's to be a fabric-shaped rectangular fire ant mound under
4: there. <laughs> I didn't it. know if I should worry about that. Would they hurt the plants, or would, are they like just kind of okay under the they're, fabric?
0: They're they're kind of they're kind of okay, but uh, I don't you know I don't know if fire ants will eat strawberries when they start ripening or not because they they go more for oily stuff, but. Um, you know you, you might
4: might help with the bugs you know they might eat slugs or beetles or something oh, like that
0: oh they they'll do that you know but it's making my my knuckles it's just thinking about them but thinking about picking <laughs> the strawberries uh they, and they can aerate the soil the problem is they can over aerate the soil right around those roots so you, you know you you may need to water a little bit more often you know that's a that's just a, a, a mechanical thing is they physically okay. aerate the soil almost too much because you know they don't yeah. they don't they don't want the water around the roots they want air in in uh, in fire ant mounds around the roots so uh, other than having the water I don't know that they cause any other real problems but okay. if, uh, if you feel like you have got to get rid of them somehow there's not uh, I don't know of any insecticides that are that are recommended for strawberries that are safe mm-hmm. unless you go with something organic um, I would look at something called pyrethrin. Uh, pyrethrin mm-hmm. is pretty effective against insects. It has very low. I mean, it is. It's, it's not a. It's not a problem to mammals. But the pyrethrin okay. is something that's pretty effective that may be safe on strawberries. I'm just. You'd have to read the label or shoot me an email. Okay. Okay. What What was the other one?
4: Um. So in this little warm spell we had before it got so cold, um, I was out in my orchard checking my peach trees. Uh-huh. And one of my trees I noticed had some of the, um, the sap coming out, like from the lesser peach tree borer larvae, you know, yeah. up in the branches. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was, they were real small. And so I kind of stuck a paper clip in the holes, hoping I would, you know, stab them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't know if maybe this. Chill that we had would have killed them, no, or no. should I go ahead and spray something now?
0: Well, the, the peach tree borers is a problem all the way up in Tennessee. I mean, it's, you know, it's, and they go around under the bark. They're not just straight in there. So, uh, uh, unfortunately, sprays don't penetrate either. The sprays for for borers are preventative. They're not, once it gets in a tree, I don't think there's much you can do about it. I mean, okay. uh, you know, it's, uh, it's one of the reasons why peaches and plums are, even though they're real popular, they're not on my. First round list of recommended plants because they have problems with our climate and our weather and our insect and disease. I don't think that the sprays will help that much, but it can't hurt if you want to get something for the peach borers.
4: Would now be the time to do it, or would it? Well, be, no. Uh, the,
0: the time uh, to do it is before you know is is sure. as a preventative. That's <laughs> what com- commercial grower spray is a preventative. Once it get in, I don't think it's going to penetrate do much good. So you know, uh, b- beyond this, I'm just guessing. But okay. uh, yeah, yeah, it's one of those. It's another one of those unhappy things.
4: All right. Sorry. Well, thank you.
0: <laughs> okay. <sighs> okay. I really want to talk to somebody who's got something cheerful to talk about, but let's take a break. <laughs> Because I'm cheerful. Wait do you hear this cheesy music I chose for today. So it's, uh, it's what I walk to, and it takes a little while to get into it. <laughs> but you know if you're going to be out there for a little while, it, after a while it sort of get into the rhythm. Hey, there's going to be uh, uh, a few other things going on uh, around this, this area. This weekend, the uh, Old Garden Rose Society here in Jackson is going to have a How to Grow Roses workshop. It's free. It's going to be uh, at the Pearl Community Center. It's going to be on January the 27th from 2 to 4. 2 to 4 o'clock, January 27th, Pearl Community Center. Free all about planting, fertilizing, pruning, propagating about these wonderful, ever-blooming old shrub roses. If you've got something you'd like me to announce, shoot me an email, garden at mpbonline.org. I'm Horticulture's fellow Rushing. Me and Java are going to take a couple of deep breaths and come back with more right after this. You know, folks, welcome back to Horticulture Fellow Rushing. I came, I came up with something positive to talk about on my own. I don't mind helping people with questions and problems in the garden. That's what I do. I'm a problem solver, and I'm not going to try to sell anything. I'm just trying to do what I would do, and sometimes I don't know what to do. I really don't. Uh, but anyway, I want to give a shout-out to the 600 living descendants of and the worldwide admirers of the poet Robert Burns. You know he's a really well-known old poet from Scotland. Anyway, tonight is traditional Burns night in Scotland. Every year since he died back in the 1700s, uh, people would get together. They read some of his poems. They eat haggies and neeps and tatties. Uh, I don't don't even want to tell you what haggies are, but neeps and tatties are turnips and mashed potatoes. And end up singing his famous song, "Old Lang Syne, so happy Burns night, folks. Uh, also, uh, this week I helped my friend Jesse Yancey, who's got a, he's a gorilla gardener. He's taken over a corner in town. Not his corner, but he's taken over a corner, planted vegetables and flowers and herbs and all bulbs and all sorts of stuff. And it's sort he's sort of like a local cult hero, I guess. But I helped him haul some dirt because he's starting in a, a new project. And uh, w- while we were on the way, we saw this tree called a Citrumello. It's a hardy grapefruit, lemon-looking grapefruit type thing. And uh, anyway, the the fruits were all on the ground, so we harvested them real quick. But while we were at the garden center, we went to Huttoe's to get the dirt because they let us pile it up in, in big trash cans in the back of my truck. They were, okay, Java, you're going to think this is strange, but, you know, I like to get dirty a little bit. But they were taking big bags of butter bean seeds, and they're putting them in smaller bags for individual gardeners. And they had this big thing of butter beans, and I went up, I just ran my hands through it, you know, like like just dry, slick, cool butter bean seeds, and I was just sort of saying, this is great, and somebody said, Felder's fondling the, fondling the butter beans, and I'm thinking... Maybe if people go to Huttoe's and buy butter beans, they, these have had the special touch. <laughs>
2: That's why you should always wash your beans. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fondling butter beans, these have had the special touch. And uh, one of the, the sales clerks said, uh, maybe people come in saying, we want the ones Felder didn't fondle. I don't know. Anyway, let's go. Uh, let's talk to Alan calling from, I can't, where are you calling from, Alan? Hello? Hernando. Oh, Hernando. There, I see it now. They had this thing right at my bifocal line. (laughs) Anyway, what's going on? I was just up through there last week on my way to visit some folks at the Botanic Garden in Memphis. What's going on in Hernando?
3: Well, um, I've had some roses for a number of years that we have on trellises. And I honestly don't know anything about growing roses, raising roses. I know they need to be pruned occasionally. How often should they be pruned
0: and when? Okay, those are good questions, but, but I got one. First of all, digging a hole, putting it in green side up, and watering it through the first summer, those are the biggies. you know. Okay. And you've already got that down. If you can also pull any grass or weeds around the base of it and cover it up with leaves or bark mulch or something, that's better. It's kind of protect the trunks. But other than that... Little fertilizer, scant handful of fertilizer every year or two that's about all they really need as far as pruning though I got to ask you this: are these climbing roses up on the arbor or are they just bush type roses?
3: they're climbing
0: okay with most roses are pruned pretty hard down to about a foot foot and a half two feet tall in the wintertime. Climbers, what you do is if there's is, is you you, you want to prune them after they finish blooming in the spring okay. But and, and what you do then is the parts that are reaching out and snagging your hat, or they're All grabbing, right. you know, somebody's skirt, or they're just in the way. You cut those off. Follow them back to where they started, and cut them off there. And if you got parts that are really cluttered and thick, and you just feel like there's just too much out there, just whack away at. It. Leave a few that are up there, and cut the ones that are bothering. It's, I tell you what, it's like plucking eyebrows. Leave the ones okay. you want and get rid of the ones that are between your eyes. You know what I'm saying?
4: I understand that, yeah. But,
0: but I would do the climbers. If you want to thin them out a little bit now while you can see what you're doing, You know, just be sure to leave enough on there to bloom the spring. But okay. other than that, it's just a matter of thinning out the stuff you don't want without cutting off all the spring blooms.
3: Okay, all right. That sounds
0: simple enough. I, I got to tell you this: si- as simple as it sounds, that's really all you're an expert now. That's all you need to know. Think, think, <laughs> think, plucking eyebrows and fertilize them every now and then, and you're in good shape.
3: All right.
0: Well, thank you. You bet, Alan. Thanks. Right. Okay, let me see. There is uh, something else that was going on. Uh, oh, um, I did plant. Uh, I pruned my fig. It's a little bit early, but I went ahead and picked, uh, planted a fig last year. It was it had three stems that are about waist high, I guess, a little bit, maybe chest high, I cut them all three back to about a foot and a half tall. Uh, Even though they had little buds on the top of it, I cut them back, because what I want them to do, instead of three big, long, tall things, I cut them down so where those three that are left are going to be sturdy trunks, and then they will bush out, and those will be sturdy limbs. And then next year, I'll prune those, and I'm going to end up with a fig bush that I can reach instead of having to grab the rake and pull them over. What I'm going to do is let them sprout out this year, and then next this time next year, I'm going to cut off those that are pointing inwards and only leave the ones that are growing up and out. In other words, I'm shaping my fig. If you've got a mature fig uh, and it's getting too tall, you can cut it to the ground it'll sprout back out, but it won't have figs this year. You need to leave some of last year's growth. Uh, so what I would do is grab the end of a branch of a fig, follow it back to where it started growing a year ago, and leave some of that. You can cut it back to two, three feet long, whatever. Leave some of last year's growth, and what sprouts off of that will have figs this year. Now let's go to uh, let's talk with Barbara, who's calling from. Uh, looks like Mobile. Is that Mobile?
5: Yes, sir. It's Mobile. Hey, what's up? Um, first, I want to tell you something glorious. You sounded like you needed it.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Oh, that may, that's all you need. Thank you. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Don't we you. all
0: What you got?
5: I've got an invitation to come to the Mobile Botanical Gardens. The winter garden is in full bloom with all those glorious. Um, oh, what's his name? That planted all our beautiful came- camellias. Sawada. Yeah. Oh yeah Sawada, yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, come th- see him.
0: Everybody th- come see him, That's It's a perfect time. And, uh, you know, a lot of people don't realize winter gardening can be gorgeous if you oh, plan yeah. for it. You know, this time of year, you go uh, around Mobile, the flowering quints are in bloom. Mm-hmm. You know, you can take flowering quints and paper whites and camellias and nandinas mm-hmm. with the, and create a garden deliberately to be at its peak this time mm-hmm. of year.
5: It's beautiful. Do, do you you work
0: there? Are you a volunteer at the garden? You work there, or what? I go
5: out there at least every Friday and draw with um, a group of uh, botanical artists.
0: Okay. Well, yeah. you you may have heard about that they're going to have a a, a a thing in in. Uh, in February the 18th, called Football and Flowers. You know about that?
5: Yes, I heard about that. <laughs> I don't have the details.
0: Well, it's, a, oops, I've, it's heard, details. I've heard this guy numbers. It's a Vince Dooley. He's a legendary Georgia football coach. Vince Dooley. He's a native mobile. Yes, he is. And he, he is just a... Just you want to hug him. He's such a lovable old gardener. He's going to come down and regale folks about it, uh, his garden. It's going to be a Monday, February the eighteenth, at the Botanical Garden. Hey. Uh, it, the cost is forty bucks, and they need reservations because it's going to be a pack thing. But yeah. if, if I
5: didn't realize he was a gardener. Oh, he's, my question is: he is a what huge garden. Wonderful. Um, poinsettia plants i have i want them. i've gotten them to grow through the year but i can't get them to bloom i've heard i can't that that's impossible to do no
0: no it it where i have my brochures is so printed up in jackson is just an office here in jackson and there's blooms every year in the office because of one simple thing uh Mm -hmm. these are in pots right
5: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: what what you need to do is sometime this spring, if you'll cut them back, you can treat it just like a bush. It, it, it they'll make a small tree. If you cut them back, they'll spread mm-hmm. out new growth and be more compact. Mm-hmm. But sometime this fall, late oh uh, September, sometime, if mm-hmm. you'll if you'll get a cardboard box that's big enough to fit over it. Mm-hmm. If you'll just set it over it every evening, you know, late in the afternoon, and leave it on till the next morning, if if they get. 14, 13 or 14 hours of total continuous darkness every night that mm-hmm. triggers them to start blooming.
5: Okay. But I knew uh, there was something about the darkness and that we didn't have enough of it or something yeah, like that. Yeah,
0: th- this office is an area where they don't, have, they don't have security lighting on that side so you know, they, naturally it naturally gets dark. But now here's the deal. The stuff that's on it won't turn red. The new growth does. So what growers do is in the late summer, mm-hmm. uh, sometime in August, they'll cut them back a little bit and when the new, and then they start giving this treatment, so the new growth that comes out red is still compact. Okay. It's really, it's really not hard. Just you got to prune them back, and then trick them into think nighttime longer than daytime. And when that new growth starts coming out, you can throw the box away, or let the kids play in it, or whatever.
5: Okay. I've seen them in New Orleans as tall as houses.
0: Oh so. yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I've camped under them in Mexico. Whether they're native to Mexico, but I they, do. you, you got to keep it reasonable here.
5: Yeah, 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 my yeah. yard's not very big at
0: all. Yeah, well, I appreciate the tip about the camellias.
5: Okay, yeah, come see them.
0: All right, thank you so much. Okay, before we take any, uh, go to, we've we got a couple of lines open. If you want to give us a call, it's toll-free, 1-877-MPB-RING. If there's some things you want to uh, kick around, that'd be fun. But let's spend a couple of minutes. I want you to hear what it is with this old guy, what I walk to. <laughs>
7: Only one and and the people and the that know, one and the people put in Timilly that know, only one and put in that know, only one and put in that that put Olori waran nti kuboje ti mili dablo Olori waran nti kuboje ti mili dablo Olori waran nti kuboje ti mili dablo Olori waran nti The Divinity Download, one of the people Download, one of the people who did the billiard, no one of the people who did the billiard, no one of the people who did the
0: You know, now that was a tune. That was a tune. And uh it could have been worse though. Uh I had a, a a loyal listener who wanted me to play a tune called Fred Vom Jupiter. Uh because in the video this guy's face was painted green. And she said, that's gardening. Eh? No, it's not. Hey folks, you want to give us a call? It's toll free 1877 MPB ring. Eight seven seven MPB ring. I play these kind of tunes just kind of break things up a little bit, get us get us in a different mood and sort of uh, fresh start. And all we're going to start off up in Ripley talking with Michael. Hey Michael, what's going on? Are you cold enough last night?
3: Oh my goodness, it was chilly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what's up? Yeah,
3: I've uh, yeah I'm I'm from South Florida originally and. Uh, this doesn't work for me, and God bless the people that deal with the cold. I was uh, talking to my dad last night regarding uh, people that live in the far north, you know, oh, uh, yeah. Maine and things like that, and, uh, and uh, the Dakotas. and Oh, God bless them! And I, I feel like it's it's much harder to live in cold weather versus living in. Warmer, hot
0: weather. Well, you know, I was—I just spent uh, a little over a week uh, touring botanical garden down south, Florida. Matter of fact, I stayed in a place called Redland. If you know where that is.
3: Well, I'm from Clearwater. Okay, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: But anyway, visit all this kind of stuff. But you know, in the summertime, there's a lot of people who can't take that there, so they move back and forth. You know, that's the snowbird effect. So. Oh, no,
3: totally understand. Totally understand. The reason for my call was that I'm not a gardener. At all, uh-huh. I don't carry any interest towards it. However, you have such a passion for it, <laughs> I'm and, and, and your information. Uh-huh. And, and I do like to listen to MPB Radio all the time. You guys are great with everything you do, wow. and, uh, and it's, it's just a beautiful thing. And the passion that you speak with it about drew me to this call just to tell you thank you.
0: Wow. Thank you. That's, that's, that's terrific, Michael. Hey, well, let me ask you this, you know, and, and I appreciate that a whole lot. All of us here at MPB try to, you know, blah, 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 you know, trying to be cheerful and all that, but how's your dad doing? He's gone.
3: He's, he's alive. Uh, he's, he's got several spinal problems. Mm. and uh...
0: You get down to see him much?
3: No, I can't actually uh life has been very difficult recently up here in Mississippi.
0: I understand. Well, if if you get a chance tell him that that we that we're sending bouquets of flowers to him that that only grow in Ripley, Mississippi. Like You know, there's so many things that grow there that won't grow in Florida, and vice versa. So, uh, but it's all the same. It's all good vibes about growing stuff that we love that makes us feel better. It's, uh, you know, about the uh, the the four uh, flavors: sweet, sour, salty, and bitter. Yes, sir. Have you heard of umami? No. Okay, umami. U M A M I. Umami. It's the fifth one: sweet, sour, salt, bitter, and savory. You know, that's what mushroom, mushrooms, do not they're not sweet, sour, salt, or bitter. They're savory. Umami. And that's what gardening is for life. It's the umami of life. Tell your dad that.
3: Oh, wow. That's uh, information. I love learning facts. And, uh, you know, I'm kind of a fat guy myself when somebody tells me that, you know, if anybody ever all my friends know that if they're ever on Cash Cab, to give me a call. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, well, go go Google Umami and Big Old Smile. That's the reason we call this Think Radio, my friend.
3: Oh I- man, I love it. And <laughs> your voice is so soothing, and your passion towards these plants, and your information, and your knowledge, and everything is. Yeah, actually yeah. inspiring. I, wow. I don't plan on being a gardener just, just because of your voice and what you say, but...
0: I appreciate it. Hey, hey.
3: you, you soothe people.
0: Okay, we're going to move on to another call. Michael, think about growing some fungus in a cup of coffee. That's a start. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we appreciate that so much, folks. If you want to give us a call, it's toll free one eight seven seven MPB ring. Uh, we've got some lines open. If you want to give us a, a call and just chat about your garden? We really appreciate that. Uh, I do want to mention this, folks who are up in the North Mississippi and the Tennessee and in uh, eastern uh, North Louisiana area. Our uh, Arkansas area. Um, this is going to be a winter plant walk with Dale Skaggs. Dale's an old friend of mine. He's the uh, the head horticulturist, uh, the horticulture director, actually, and landscape architect at Dixon uh, Gallery Art Gallery and Gardens. It's across the street from the Botanical Garden in Memphis. It's got one of the most interesting, colorful well-laid-out woodland gardens with all sorts of interesting stuff. Anyway, Dale's going to be leading a walk, plant walk. Uh, to, he's going to highlight more than a dozen different plants that are blooming this time of year, witch hazels, camellias, uh, so, uh, the mahonias, so much more. Coffee and snacks and all like that, but it's free. That's going to be on, on uh, the uh, March the 2nd. It's coming up a little, it's a little while from now. March the 2nd, 1030 to 1130 a.m., ten thirty to eleven thirty AM So um anyway, hope you enjoy that. Uh if you want to give us a call one eight seven yeah yeah eight seven seven MPB ring. That's right. I want to throw out one other thing. This past uh, uh week I also pruned my roses uh, a little bit early. Most people wait till February, but I went ahead and pruned mine uh because I wanted to make some cuttings. And uh Java, you know I brought that stick in over there, that little stick thing? And, yeah, and, and I, you, you said what is it? I said what do you think? You said it's a rose, but uh, it, <laughs> yeah, did,
2: was I correct? Yes. Would you describe it to us though, as a as a non gardener? Uh, it's a it's a rose. What stem? Yeah. The th- the thorns are uh, picked off of it, or, or yeah, because yeah. I because I carried it. So about how big is it? Would you say? Um. A, a little longer than a pencil.
0: Yep, and a sort of almost as big around.
2: Yeah, uh, pretty much.
0: Well, see, I say that all the time, but it's good to have someone else say it. Sort of like a pencil. Well, I cut my roses this this week, and I cut off pieces about that big and just stuck them in some dirt. And they're going to grow roses. <laughs> That's all it takes. But, uh, you know, when I say it's about like a pencil, people say, yeah, yeah, whatever. No, it's about like a pencil. A little bit smaller, Not much bigger, but somewhere around in there. If you take cuttings, not that skinny stuff at the end or that big, thick stuff as big as your thumb, but stuff about the size of a pencil, and stick them bottom side up. You know, remember which end is up and which end is down. Stick them in some dirt. Over the springtime, they'll root, they'll sprout out, and you'll have your own roses. That's all it is to it. Now, let's go to Jerome. Jerome is calling from... uh, I can't tell where Corinth, Corinth, Cara, Jerome. We're getting calls from way up north today. What's up?
3: Okay, um, about two months ago, a friend of mine had some uh, had a plum ticket, and they bulldozed it over. I right, now the plum the saplings are coming back
0: you know everywhere. I mean? Yeah, coming up everywhere.
3: All right now. What time of year is it the right time? Man, to dig them up and replant them somewhere.
0: This is the perfect time. Uh, January, February. While there's, you know, it's kind of cold out there. But right. if you if you move the little ones uh, and right. put them to a new place, here's the things you're on. When you replant them, notice when you pull one out of the ground, you can sort of see how the color changes from the part above the ground to where the roots start. That little about an inch or so area. You want right. to put them at that same level. In other words, don't don't plant plant them at the same level that already growing.
3: Okay, and, it's, it's way up here, and uh, it's, right now, I yeah, it's can't, not. Can't go get
0: them. Yeah, but and 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 get this: when you move them, if they're more than about uh, three feet tall, two and a half, three feet tall, cut them back a little bit. Uh, because what that'll do is they'll make them branch out this year, and they'll uh-huh. have stronger limbs. They'll be a more of a of a of a, of a plum bush, a lot easier to pick right, later. Right. So when you when you move them, cut them back.
3: How far apart should I put them? About five feet, six
0: feet. Well, if you want a hedge, but if you want, you know, just trees, these are plum trees, right? Right, right. Yeah, uh, you know, if you want to be able to to uh, to mow around them, you know, I'd give them at least you know ten or twelve feet. But you know, you could oh, okay. you you could plant them five or six feet apart and trim them like a hedge. If you have a plum uh-huh. hedge, you, you don't have to put them where they all stand out there like 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 nursery plants. Okay. But I wouldn't put them in close in three or four feet because they're going to crowd each other too much. Okay, thank you very much. Have fun with it. Appreciate your call, man, and uh, stay warm. All right, and let's go to... Now, this next caller is on the road. His name is Bob, right, Bob?
1: Hey, Felder. Good Hi. morning to you, sir. Howdy. How are you doing?
0: Great. What a great voice, radio
1: voice. Oh, thank you, Felder. I appreciate it. I've done a little radio over the years. <laughs> uh but I also attempt to grow banana plants in our courtyard in New Orleans. Yeah. Every year, every year, I don't know if you recall, I call you because I don't know how. I don't know. I can't remember what you told. Me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and there's some stuff I, I wish I couldn't remember. <laughs>
1: I wish I. I, wish that, I could that had to
0: do with that me. had to do with New Orleans. I might add.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Well. Uh, anyway, back to
0: the back to the bananas
1: got a forest of them in the courtyard and they're beautiful except this time of the year when they get real uh yellow and yeah and they die out right. and I cannot remember how low to cut them and when to cut them
0: Yeah well here here's the deal in you know where they grow naturally you know they don't get cut down by cold you know they're they're suffering right now cuz it's cold they don't like cold uh, right. but they'll live through it to make do, does yours ever make bananas
4: yeah, but two tiny little things. Yeah, different,
0: know. yeah, different variety. A lot of different varieties there. Um, th- they need a head start. They need you know over, more than a year from when they sprout out from the ground to where they make bananas. So if you want to cut them back right now to neaten them up, as long as you leave some stumps uncut. Then those will have enough head start to put out new growth in the spring and, and uh, flower later, whether they have bananas or not. So, the main thing is just cut out the nasty stuff, the tall stuff, and they'll sprout. You know, they'll keep growing, you know, from that, the part that's left and they'll sprout out from the base. So, mostly it's just, you know, cutting off the stuff that's, that's tall and nasty and thinning out any clutter and letting them go. Str- okay. Strings. How, how, low, how low do you cut them? What, what do well, you want? Three feet or. Yeah, you know, at least three feet. You know, you can get away okay. with, you know, down, down along the Gulf Coast, you can leave them taller if you want to, but, you know, up north they get killed to the ground They sprout back out, you know, but uh, two or three or four feet, whatever you feel like. Cut them, the ones up against the back ones, leave them a little bit taller. The the front ones maybe a little bit lower.
3: Oh, there. You told me about that. Yeah.
0: Thank you. Oh, oh one, one other thing. It's New Orleans, man. Put some lights yeah. on them. Okay. You know, at
3: night? you mean,
0: yeah, at night? it's New Orleans. Throw some bees, put some lights on them, enjoy them.
1: Oh, I do, yeah, <laughs> okay. I just don't leave the lights on uh, all the time. Well, no, but, okay, put but, turn but them on. A good, but, there good you go, idea.
0: Woohoo! Okay. As we say, let the good times roll.
1: <laughs> there you go. See you, man. Appreciate it. Thank
0: appreciate you so much righty, folks, give us a call. 1 877 MPB Ring. We got time to talk to all sorts of folks about gardening. 1 877 MPB Ring. Um, the rose that I rooted uh, is an old fashioned one that's called Mutablis. Mutablis are the butterfly rose. It'll grow from the equator up in the Canada. Butterfly rose mutabilis. Blooms all the time. Big flat flowers that change colors. They mutate. And from rose to pink to yellow to orange. I planted it on my old dog's grave. I call it Rusty's Rose. And I cut it back hard. I rooted a whole bunch and who knows? We may be able to have some to share a little bit later. But that's what it's all about. We don't know it all. Sometimes we don't know it all. Sometimes we want to forget some of it. But I'm here to help you get the most out of your garden in uh, whichever way that goes. We're going to take a real quick break and come back. Got some lines open. and give us a call. We'll be right back.
1: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.
0: Okie okay, dokie, folks! Welcome back, horticulturist fellow. Rushing, hey Java. Let me ask you something. Yes, sir. You know the uh, uh, right after, right before Christmas, I gave you that paper white bulb.
2: Yes, and they it, are long. But, but they're blooming, though. <laughs> yes, sir, they just, are, right in, in front in, of the uh, kitchen sink.
0: Just in water. How tall would you say they are? Uh, oof.
2: I want to say... Uh, I, I about know, that big? <laughs> I, I know at least uh, well over a foot. Yep. Well yep. over a foot.
0: Yep, that's why I'm saying about that big, right? That's radio
2: talk for about that big. <laughs> yeah, somewhere around there.
0: Well, I brought one in this morning. And I've got a little mason jar with uh, with some bees in there, and see the, see how little the roots are. They're real short little roots.
2: Yeah, because I and I think I kind of messed up when I got those decorative rocks. What is that? because the roots are just going every which way?
0: No, that's what they do. The rocks are what hold, you know, the roots tangling there is what keeps them flopping over. But mine's got little bee roots. But notice that mine's got two or three flower buds. And I want you to take this one home, by the way. I brought it for you. But notice that it's only about six or eight inches tall. And uh, it looks good, it's healthy, it's got uh, little roots, got short, it's about to bloom, nice and compact and small. Well, you can't smell it because I poured it out, but it had alcohol in the water. Put a little alcohol in the water, about one part alcohol to to ten parts water, and they bloom at the same time. Flowers could be cool, but it's only going to be about uh, six or eight inches tall.
2: Yeah, we might try that because they are uh, getting long. Oh, they, it's they, too too late for yours. You got to start. You got to start them out like this. You
0: oh, gotta, okay. You got to start uh, bulbs early on their alcohol. They wouldn't shrink. They wouldn't shrink up. That's no, 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 no. You got to get them started early on the alcohol. Okay. You, you you can put your bulbs on the liquor. Start early. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's let's go. Let's talk to. It looks like is it Sit De- De- Dedrick
1: in Columbus. Dedrick, yes. hey, what's up? Hey, good morning, Felder. How no, are you?
0: Fine, thanks.
1: Hey, um, I got a well, I got a two part question. Um, I live in Columbus and I have a house that I removed some hedge bushes around because they were growing all kind of crappy looking little stunted looking trees. Yeah. And now what I want to do is replace them with some, you know, some hedge bushes that'll, you know, grow to be at least four to five feet tall. And I want to know when is the proper time to plant um, hedge bushes, in particular the ones you know that are some. And the, I should say, part of the uh, trees will be in shade, and part of them won't. They won't be in shade all day.
7: Yeah, yeah. It so
1: just depend on you know yeah. how the sun uh, sun is moving around. But I want to know what would be when would be the proper time to plant uh, shrubbery around the house and. Uh, a good recommendation on what kind of shrubbery to plant around
0: the house. Okay, and you want it to be about four feet tall?
1: Yeah, I want to get about four or five feet tall, yeah.
0: Yeah, and you don't want to to do a whole lot of pruning all the time, or do you mind doing that? I
1: don't. I don't want to do a lot of pruning. You know,
0: it it can be therapeutic. You know, sometimes you get stuff on your mind, going out there and whacking on the bushes can help a lot, especially if you're a Saints fan, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. yeah, but here, there's, there's two answers to this. The first answer is the best time. to You can plant something that's in a pot any day of the year, any day mm-hmm. of the year. It, but but you really need to sort of loosen up the potting soil and roots to kind of booger them up a little bit. And that's ruffle to plant in the middle of the summer. Mm-hmm. So the, the plants that are set out in the, the wintertime, this time of year or spring, they have a chance to get sort of established a little bit. Kind of grow a new roots before it gets too hot in the summer. You don't have to water them as much the first summer, but as long as you can can loosen up the roots and water them, you know every couple of three weeks through the first summer, you know mm-hmm. you can do it just about any time. The other thing is hard to dig a hole in the summer. Right now the dirt's pretty soft.
1: Oh, yeah, we've been getting a lot of rain up here.
0: Yeah, well, what you want to do is is the, the second answer. My answer is the best time is any time you can dig a good hole because it doesn't matter what kind of bush you put in. If you don't dig a good hole, it's going to suffer the rest of its life. So you need to be able to dig a wide hole. Mm-hmm. Add just a little stuff to it. Think a handful of crackers and a bowl of chili. You got the proportion down. If you'll dig up your dirt nice and wide, throw a little stuff in, mix it in, loosen up the roots of plants, you can do that just about any time. Okay. Now, now, there's a whole bunch of good uh, choices. And uh, you got it. Could you email me and let me send you a list of four or five really good ones? Absolutely. Be, be, because I'm going to throw them out you know, on the air, and you know, I can't even spell some of them you know, w- without writing them down. But if you'll shoot me an email, I'll send you four or five really good ones that grow great, not going not gonna to make you prune the rest of your life.
1: What's the email address send it yeah, to us?
0: Yeah, it's garden at mm-hmm. mpbonline.org garden at mpbonline.org. Uh, I hate to say it, uh, Diedrich, we got the scoop, got the scoop. We're trying to work in one more call, but anyway, shoot me an email anytime. Now let's go to Flowwood and talk with Nick. Hey, Nick, what's up with your hydraniums?
1: Well, I'm wanting to uh, plant some
3: limelight hydrangeas uh-huh. in like the northeast corner of our house that's pretty shaded. I um, hmm. wanted to know if that would work, and uh, if so, how to it seems like a lot of more of the hydrangeas around here have that blue and pink and purpley hue. limelight and won't like do that limelight,
0: limelight won't do that no limelight doesn't it doesn't do that limelight stays that kind of white color uh it's only certain ones that turn blue or purple depending on whether the soil is acid or alkaline see so i wouldn't don't worry about that with the limelight. if you want it to be blue or purple limelight ain't your choice
1: no, I, I want it to be limelight. Okay,
0: okay. Um, here, Here's the deal. If you've got shade, that tells me that, well, first of all, they, they do better when they get a little sun. They don't really like brawling hot sun here in the deep south, but if they get, you know, pretty good light, they'll do okay. Uh, but if you've got shade, that means there's a lot of roots in the area. You need to do an extra good job of digging the, the soil to get them off, because hydrangeas don't compete well with tree roots. We're talking about a hole that's at least three feet across, maybe a little bit more, and at least a foot deep in the middle. Really, really work the dirt up. Add just a little stuff to your native dirt, some compost or bark or something, a little bit, so that, you, so that they can grow roots quickly, straight out. The quicker they can grow roots straight out, the better this plant's going to be. And then be sure you loosen the roots in the potting soil when you set it out. That's what it's going to take. Good roots are going to determine whether that thing's going to grow well or not there. Plain and simple.
1: All right. And you said putting bark in the soil?
0: Yeah. You know, I say this all the time, crackers and chili. A handful of crackers to a bowl of chili, that's about how much bark you want to add to your dirt. Okay. But but dig it good and deep, a good foot deep in the middle and at least three feet across and stir that up really good, then add the bark to it, then plant it after loosening the roots. Perfect. That's a start, man. Good luck on it. Thank you so much. All right, appreciate it. That was Nick from Flowood talking about hydrangeas. I was raised, for, call them hydraniums. All sorts of stuff blooming right now. Java, there's so many things going on right now. Even though it's the wintertime here in the south, we can do that sort of thing. Uh, there's a lot of events coming up. If you'd like me to help promote them, shoot me an email, garden at mpbonline.org. If there's anything you'd like to chat about during the week, garden at mpbonline.org. Uh, so what we do is we talk about gardening. You know, we don't sell anything. We don't try to promote a particular approach. Matter of fact, if you want to have a winter meadow, I can help you. You want to have a weed-free lawn, I can help you. doesn't really matter to me. Well, it's your yard. Uh, as, as my uh, Aunt Mamie used to say, them as can grow, will grow. And I'm glad to have had a chance to help you do some of that yourself. Um it's Talk Garden, it's production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. We call it Think Radio. My producer is a laid-back but hard-working Java Chapman. Phone greeter today is the esteemed Kevin Farrell. I've been your host, Fella Rushing, and I'm going to be thinking y'all all day long the this sunny winter day as I get about my little garden. Uh, main thing is keep, keep telling kids, to, even if they're not your kids, to go outside. Don't come until supper. Better yet, take a kid to a garden center or to a farmer's market, and see if you can find an opportunity to show others what we do best, and that's get dirty. Y'all stay warm and dry. See y'all next week. Support for the Gestalt Gardener comes from Atmos Energy,
3: with a reminder to call 811 before starting to dig to get underground utility-owned lines located and marked. It's free, it's safe, and it's the law.